everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life, because what it takes to write about, what it takes to write the book you want to write, is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. It's true. It's true. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, premier free writing magazine on the internet featuring articles on writing and the writing life, as well as video and audio Interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genre. He's got some great articles up there. Now got my my weekly, twice-weekly blog essay I write. Got a good conversation with Patricia Cornwell. Oh, interesting woman, mega bestseller. One of these, you know, suspense writers just sold a ton of books. Uh, but very cool woman. Got a great attitude about creativity and following your passion. Just a great conversation. Really had a good time with that. So check that out at authormagazine.org. And we're funded by the Pacific Northwest Writers Association. These good people have been supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955. Yes, they have been. Still doing it. As I have mentioned, they've got a little, they, we've got a little conference coming up uh, at the end of the month, last weekend here of January going to be focusing on the craft and business of writing. That's right. And I'll be teaching a class in um, the book proposal, the dreaded book proposal. If you dread it, come take the class. You won't afterwards. I, I promise you. I'll make it seem friendly and easy. That's what I do. Uh, yes, yeah, so all that, you can learn about all that at pnwa.org. That's where it is. Yes. Oh, hey, listen. I'm going to be doing a... Uh, Online fearless writing, fearless marketing workshop. One day, so it'll be February 20th, Saturday, February 20th. Uh, I'll be doing a fearless writing workshop, and then Saturday, February 27th, I'll be doing fearless marketing. You can sign up for one or both at my website, WilliamKenauer.com. It's right there on the front page. Yeah, so this is great. We this is where we this is online one on one or not one on one, but face to face. We talk about challenges of writing all the ways the emotional challenges we have to face and then we also taught and then for fearless marketing again fearless marketing it's about learning how to bring your writer's creativity to the marketing process it can be done yeah you don't have to hate it so if you're interested in some of that you know about the mindset you have to be in go over to williamcanower.com you can sign up yes you can all right well oh barty kirchner what a nice person. I've known her for a bunch of years now since I moved to the Northwest or since I started getting involved with the writing community here and uh, interviewed her about eight years ago, nine years ago, ready to do it again. She's the winner of the 2020 prestigious Sala Award in Creative Writing. Barty is also the prolific author of 12 books, eight novels and four cookbooks. Yeah, yeah. Her latest is Murder at and Adaman, a Maya Malik mystery. Her sixth book, a literary historical novel, Goddess of Fire, was shortlisted for the Nancy Pearl Award. Her work has been translated into German, Dutch, Spanish, Marty, Thai, and other languages. Her fourth novel, Pastries, a novel of desserts and discoveries, was selected for the Summer Washington Reads program. And Shiva Dancing, her first novel, was chosen by Seattle Weekly to be among the top 18 books by Seattle authors of the last 25 years. Barty's with me now. Barty, how are you doing? I am doing great, and I'm delighted and honored to be with you. Well, Barty, I always, I'm always glad to see you when we bump into each other. Um, 
I, you know, actually, I first encountered you before we ever met, before I ever interviewed you, the first writer's conference I ever went to, and I was just a fresh-faced little guy, new to Seattle, and I went to a writer's conference, and you were on some big panel, and you were the only one. It was a panel, and at that point, I think you were just publishing cookbooks. I say just, but that's what you've been publishing. And you were, I remember you felt, you, I felt for you because you seemed like a fish out of water because they were all talking about characters and plot and all that. Does this ring a bell? This would have been like in 1993 or four or something. Oh, yeah. I still remember those days. And I'm actually glad that I was on those panels because I got inspired and I said, I have to write novels. So I switched from cookbooks to writing novels. Which yeah, you know, that is a funny <laughs> switch to make. It. That is a funny switch to make. Barty, so let's let's back up a little bit. Um, so obviously, uh, you're so you were born in India or Pakistan. Where were you born? Yeah, I was born in India, and I came to the U.S. to study, and I stayed uh-huh. afterwards. And I was in the computer, I was in the IT field, and I worked wow. in IT for many years. And yeah. while I was working in IT, I actually worked for IBM, and uh-huh. I taught cooking on the weekends and just for fun and on the weekends and um, uh, weeknights. That gave me an exposure to people, and I got inspired. I wanted to write a cookbook because I saw people need certain instructions to do cooking well, yeah. and they were not always getting that. And I said, so I'll come up with a cookbook where I'll write it very clearly, precisely, so people can follow and make good dishes. So that was my incentive. <laughs> but so, so that's interesting, but here's the thing. A lot of people cook and consider themselves to be good cooks. But what gave you the chutzpah to say I should teach a class in cooking? What made you think that you were good enough at it, that you had enough to offer, because you, you weren't opening a restaurant. You were, you were an IT person who also liked to cook. So how, how, did that, how did that come about in your mind? Well, I was teaching myself how to cook better all the time. For example, during my vacations, uh, like I was in France, and I took a couple of cooking Cooking. I went to uh, cooking schools and learned how to cook during my vacations. I did that several times. So I went to different cooking schools. And whenever I could, I would take classes from people of different cooking habits. And that way I learned a lot of techniques. And to me, uh, that was the most important thing is to learning the techniques. Now, yeah, I don't yeah. necessarily do French cooking because I don't know how to use so much butter and wine yeah, and yeah, cream yeah. in my cooking. But I, I just inherited their techniques and I apply them into cooking something else. So that right. was what gave me the incentive and probably uh, the courage to do it is learning the techniques. Oh, wow. Okay, so you're kind of a brave person. I don't know. It seems like you are. Because if you're to, to A, to be willing to then teach people and then to say, I'm going to try writing a book about it. And, and but you had a, what's interesting is you say you had a kind of a, a thing in mind, which is to simplify it. I mean, you had like a, you know, when you write a, a novel, you have to have a kind of a, a point to the story, whether it's a mystery or whatever. There has to be a point to it. Like, why are you telling me this story? But the, so it seems like the same was true of your cookbooks, which was the point was to simplify it so that people wouldn't be so intimidated by it. Am I understanding correctly? 
Exactly. And also with the cookbook, you have to have a central idea so that you can right. collect the... It's not enough just to have recipes. It's not enough. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. have to be under a certain topic and you have to fit them in. So it takes a lot to write a cookbook. Uh, just the testing alone is a humongous task. Sure, uh, sure. You, you have to do it day after day after day. And like I said, you have to be organized well. And you have to write it in such a way that people can follow it. And yeah. I used to give it to some friends. And I had one friend who was very literal. So she would do exactly what I wrote down. <laughs> Uh-huh. And sometimes then I realize, okay, that's not the way to write it because she was right. exactly. She didn't apply her imagination, so that was great. Right, right. Oh, so interesting. And so you did four of those, and yes. uh, and you must have liked doing it, yeah. I mean, it must have been fun for you. It must have been a, a must. It must. I mean, if you did more than one, you must have liked doing it. I did, but if, interestingly enough, I always had a lot of essays. That would be um, that would head up the recipes. So every chapter oh. would have an essay, and as the as the critics read those essays, they started telling me. They said, "You know, they look this reads like fiction. You should be writing fiction." So really? I said, "No, that's very interesting." Yes, <laughs> that's. I felt that well, they were giving me an encouragement to write fiction, and I went from there. I said, "I had, of course, I had to take some classes and teach myself how to write fiction, which is." totally different than writing cookbook. In fact, they couldn't be more different. Well, but, um, yeah, that's pre- it's, it's one thing to go from writing, say, mysteries to suspense or to historical <laughs> romance. It's nothing altogether. But actually, I want to back just a little bit, which is that um, the language thing, because you're born in India. Now, were you taught English uh, from like your childhood on, or was that something you learned later on? I learned it later on. Now, for me, I love languages, and I love English as a language. So that really helped me. because I love a lot of people, a lot of native speakers I speak with. They say, what do you mean you love this language? (laughs) I really love the language. I love the words. So that helped me. But still, it was a long, it was a process that I had to learn. And I kept telling myself, I can do it. If I can learn IT, I can do this. Now, still, it's different. Creative writing is really different. It um, is. And I, I still feel I'm learning. I'll always be learning, which Good. is kind of nice in a way. I'll never run out. Right. Well, you do. You know, you do. And 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 when you um when you sat were you when you sat down to write your first novel or when you took class? I mean, had you been like a real reader? Was, were you, yes, were you, I think actually. Thank Alicia. you for mentioning that. That is what helped me is reading, and I think I can't emphasize that enough to people who want to be want to write. Is that you have to read, read, read. That's the only solution. Uh, I uh, read everything, so oh, really? that helps. Yes. Yeah. How does it help? How does it help? You know, I know it, I know it sounds obvious, but how does it help you the reading? How does it help you to how you put sentences together and how you express an idea through writing? Now, this is yeah. something very difficult for a lot of people. When you read good writing, it seems like it's very easy. That's because the right. writer is so skilled. Yeah. They made it seem very easy. But actually, writing is not easy. And and so you have to you have to put yourself in the head of the reader and know that what they what you know they may not know and therefore you express it in such a way that it's understandable to them. Right. And here's the thing about writing, which I 
I've thought about the more I've taught it is that when I was a boy, I don't know, 15, I knew I wanted to be a writer early on. My brother was not a reader at that time. He has become one since, but he was into like, he thought he'd be an actor uh, and he did a lot of acting and he pursued it. But he said to me at one point, he said, Bill, what's with this writing thing? He said, "All you, it's just words. And, you know, I've thought about that ever since. And it's true. Like we have to, as writers, translate a three-dimensional, five-sensory experience, which is life, right, into just yes. thought. Just thought. Exactly. That's all we have. And, that, and, and really, Barty, it's the only art form that doesn't actually use any of the five senses. We refer to the five senses. But everything yes. is transferred without the five senses. And that is unique amongst all the other art forms. Exactly. And writing, you know, the words are sounds. People sometimes yeah. forget that there's a music yes. in those words. And they yes. create so much more than just what the words are, what the sentences are. So there's a whole different experience there. There is. So, all right. So you said, okay, I'm going to write a novel. That's a whole thing. What was... What when you started writing fiction, what came easily to you? What made sense to you? And what did you really have to learn? For me, what came easily was the character and the place. Mm. Those two came okay. almost somehow together. But right. what is really difficult a novel is like up to say three hundred or more pages. You right. have to keep people entertained and motivated to stay with the novel through all those pages, which means you have to know <laughs> the, a lot of different techniques, and you have yeah. to have a story that's very engaging. Now, yes, I don't do. know the story when I start out. I don't know this entire story. I mm -hmm. find it out as I write just the way the readers find it, as they yeah. read, they discover the story. So, uh -huh. You're like me. So you don't know. So you have a, so you do have, do you have a place and a character usually though to start? Start with, yes, I do have a place and a character. Without that, I can't start. Right, and, right. you know, really there is no guarantee. Now, fortunately for me, I have always found the story, but there's no guarantee just because you have a character and a place, there's a 300 page story behind no, with, with no. them. There's no guarantee. No, there has to be a problem. There's got to be a problem. What's the problem, right? They always have to have yes. a problem, don't they? There has to be a journey, actually. There has to be a journey. The, yeah. the character always goes on a journey. Now, it's become a cliche, the hero's journey, but yeah. more or less that's true. Yeah, I agree. And, and even if you're writing, I mean, I don't say even, but the mysteries we think is like, but the, but the, I, I always think the, the murder mysteries are, um, the, the the hero, usually some sort of a detective, the person solving the mystery, goes on yes. a journey to solve that mystery, right? I mean, they exactly. they have to they go around and they're meeting people and they're talking to people and they're, and they're putting pieces together. It is a journey for that. And don't and usually, I always I always think now tell me if this is true. Tell me if you this is one of my theories. And now that you've written a few of these things, I always think it's not a who done it, but mysteries are really why done it. Is that, is that fair? It's like, who cares that? I mean, why that someone killed someone else is less interesting than why they killed them, yeah? Exactly. You are very right. It's the motivation. Why did yeah. they do? Why do people do something? Yes. 
Yeah. Now, interestingly enough, I find with writing mysteries that it's a big challenge. Oftentimes, people think it's very easy to write a mystery novel, that <laughs> there's nothing to it. It's not, because yeah. I'll tell you why. One of the reasons that people don't think about is that mystery readers read many books a week. I mean, it's yes. very common. Yes. Yeah. So they know all about police procedures. They know all about right. murder, the types of murder, they know about um, forensics. So as a writer, you have to be ahead of them. So you have to know more yes. than them so that this, you're giving them something new and challenging. They don't figure it out ahead of time. So it's not so easy because of that. They keep you on, on your toes. And maybe that's a good thing. Well, I, I interviewed Elizabeth George, who's a wonderful historical writer. She wrote a book about Shake, about, uh, I think, Cleopatra and about Queen Elizabeth and um, a few, but she writes big, densely, but what fiction, you know, historical fiction. Mm-hmm. She said, Oh God, people who read historical literature, she said, they will catch you. Uh, there's always one because they just love their history and they love all the details. And it's the same sort of thing. They know they're going to yeah. get you for a little, they're <laughs> a little anal, just a little about some of these, not all of them, of course, but some of them. Uh, well, all right. So you, I, I will forget who was I interviewing. Uh, oh, I can't remember. There's a couple of uh, mystery writers I know who literally do not know. They have, they just put a body on the floor and they like, I don't know who killed it, but I'm gonna go find out. Like they don't even know who done it. They are actually finding out who the murderer is as the detective is doing it. Do you ever go that far? Yeah, exactly. In fact, that is the way I write myself. And in fact, when I was writing this book, I had no, as I'm going along, I had no idea who the criminal is. And (laughs) I actually began to worry. I said, what if I, I, the author, can't find the criminal, then what happens to the book? (laughs) So finally, I did find. (laughs) I love, I love talking to mystery writers who operate that way. Because, you know, I know this and I've talked to enough writers, you know, I don't write mysteries, but I write nonfiction now, but even then I don't know what, I mean, I write personal essays and memoir and I, I still don't know what I'm really going to write about until I start doing it. But there's a nature to mysteries. It's because it's a little puzzle. Like there's a feeling like you gotta know, you gotta know who did it before you write it, but you're not the only one who feels that way. And that, um, <clears throat> that must be, must- I mean, so to write to readers or other writers who maybe can't, who maybe are a little incredulous hearing that, how does a mystery writer not, how do you not know who did it until you find out? I mean, I know, but I still want to hear from you. Talk to me about well, that. That's fantastic. Well, you know, when I start a book, or let's take the example of this particular book, everybody was a suspect. So when everybody is a suspect, I'm always finding something or writing about each character. There's something I'm showing that could make them the writer. Now, right. So how do you – now, I give a lot – in this book, I give a lot of clues as to how a detective looks for uh, the criminal. And sure. there are many ways, like how, you know, each time she interviews somebody, she notices something, how they sit, how they talk, right. where right. their eyes are, and, you know, they, and, you know, do they abruptly stop a conversation? There are many things you can check from each person. And, right. and there are other clues people leave behind – uh, that is, you know, like all of us, and, and this is one thing is very true, is that 
when people are talking to law enforcement, often they lie. Now, this is true of completely innocent <laughs> really? people. They have no reason for really? lying. But just because, yes, just because they're talking to the police, they'll say something that's not true. Now, that's ah. why it's just human nature. <laughs> so that happens, and that makes them even more of a suspect when they're not really suspect. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so human. We just feel guilty. Exactly. People feel guilty. Exactly right. You know, because we've all done something. We've, we've all, done, all done something. And something, there's, like I mentioned small. at the beginning of the book, there's a black spot in everybody's heart. Oh, and we yeah. all try to hide it. And it may have nothing, no relevance to the crime. Oh, that's <laughs> but do have fantastic. It. So, now, but that's interesting because, you know, one of the things that every writer to some degree is a magician, I think, which is you, you, you try to get the reader, especially if you have a kind of a mystery if, you, if you're trying something, you're trying to withhold some information. You want to get, you right. want to distract the reader with one thing and get right. them looking away, so that when you give them the information that actually is the clues, they don't notice it as a clue. But approaching uh-huh. it the way you do, I would think that it, it's harder to tip your hand because you don't even know as you're introducing the characters whether they're the killer or not, and so you don't, so you can't. Maybe you don't. You're less likely to kind of give it away. Is that is that possible? What I do, though, as time goes on, I begin to see that they are they have good alibi and they didn't right. do they were not so start slowly these things start to come out that this yeah. person might be innocent that slowly comes out. On the other hand, people I didn't suspect too much in the beginning, they are showing their other sides. And yeah. uh, and what happens is that we all have multiple selves. Now, we show our friends, our relatives, we show a certain parts of ourselves. But yeah. a crime, usually a crime or a major event like a pandemic, that opens up other selves of ourselves. And people all of a sudden see that we are not who we thought they thought. They're, we are more than right. that. Right. And that's where you begin to find clues to a crime is this, in these other selves. Right, right. Who are you under stress? Now, do you ever introduce a character and then Barty, the person, thinks, I don't like this person. I think I'm going to make... Say that again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you ever ever introduce a character and Barty, the person, just realizes, I don't like this woman. I think I'm going to make her the killer. Or do you really let... Do you you ever get in there and just start hating someone you created? Or do you love them all? You kind of have to love them all, don't you? You have to at least like them for no person is totally bad. So they have good qualities and you concentrate on them in the beginning. If they're going to be the criminals, you don't show that part of themselves. So everybody has good qualities and you show. And in fact, I was reading a book by some mystery author and he actually goes into the head of the criminal and it's uh-huh. a very and one chapter just from his point of view and this guy is very entertaining he invites friends over he's a charming guy and you really like him and ultimately show that he's not so this is the way a lot of people are that they have yeah. really good sides and but still they have done something they should not have done yeah. well i mean god the most classic example that's lolita right if, do you ever read lolita you know, I did read it, but I intentionally forgot it because I didn't. Well, that's fine. But you, like know, the book. you know, I wrote when I read it, it was a long time ago. But I couldn't help but like the narrator, you know, Humbert Humbert, just because he was so 
charming and funny and interesting. And then you just put aside what he was doing. You know, it was really <laughs> tricky that way. All right. So so this is book. This is novel number eight, uh, right. Murder at Andaman. Andaman. Am I right. pronouncing that right? Andaman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, this yeah. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, how, what? Well, I want to get it right. Okay, it's actually A is like um, so it's Andaman. Andaman. Okay, murder Andaman, at Andaman. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you got to get it right. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, you still are you still having fun? Still still liking it? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm still, yeah. and in fact, I'm writing the next book actually. And in fact, when I sent out an announcement to a couple of friends, one of them wrote back immediately saying, "Are you writing the next one?" So I Ooh. said, really? I mean, I don't get any break. I have to... No, but honestly, no. I'm writing the next one. So. Oh, good, good, good. So you're still having fun, and yeah, I'm still uh, having fun. What the like? What here? What's like? What? Out writing. It's an evolving thing for me. We were talking before the show about how we're always learning. What do you, What have you learned recently? Well, what I've learned recently is probably writing during pandemic. Uh, that's yeah. a totally different experience. It's a very diff- it's a difficult time to do writing because Why's you know that? you get you think about so many people suffering so much that uh-huh. you know you just can't concentrate sometimes. But even so, I think writing has been a blessing for me because uh, it kept me busy and occupied and and think something positively and creatively. I think writing ultimately is about hope, and that's yeah. what you get during this time is that there's some hope you look at yeah. things more positively and um so so in in that respect writing has been good for me during this I time. like that writing is about hope i think it's true i think that if you're a writer on some level you have to be an optimist you exactly to, don't you i mean I, I mean i know there's a lot of there's a kind of a cliche about the pessimistic writer the especially i saw more serious sort of literary novels but um, I think you have to be an optimist. I think you have to believe in what hasn't yet been made, right? You have to have hope, a belief in the future. Otherwise, why make anything? Yeah. Exactly, and also you have to believe in yourself that you are the person who will do that. Yeah. It's not yes. somebody else from somewhere. Only you. It's only you, you and your your head and your mind, your body creating this. Yeah, this thing, that's right. Beautiful object. Yeah. Well, I do think that's one thing that writers had up on a lot of people who I feel bad for who had full lives, but whose life involved the the fullness of it was going places and doing things like that was a big part of their life. They all wanted to go out to clubs or to bars or restaurants or to parties or to gatherings in their job. And, and, And the pandemic has required people like to go to find more within themselves where, uh, and as writers, well, that's not a problem for us for the most part, but I think for a lot of people, it's been very challenging finding that connection to life from within. Cause that's where writers have to go for it. Yeah. Exactly. I think writers do mental travel and therefore I think writers have adjusted better to the pandemic yeah. than a lot of other people. Because this yeah. is our life, even when there's no pandemic, right? this is what we're <laughs> this doing. This is what we do. <laughs> this is it. We say, I, I tell my friends, like, I didn't change that much. I, didn't, I missed the classroom. I missed the yes. class. I did love to teach. And uh, yes. I missed, I mean, I still have, like I mentioned, I am doing these virtual conference classes, and they're pretty oh, good. Yes. They're pretty yes. good, I got to admit. I, but still, the live in person, I do miss that. 
Yes, there's nothing like we appreciate, we are all going to appreciate people, friends, much, much more simply because we realize what gifts they are. I know. Are. I know. Well, so, Barty, if people want to, people say, gosh, she's so interesting. I've got to learn more about her. Uh, is it BartyKirchner.com? What's, the, what's, the, what's your website? Yes, uh, com will give you information. And on the Internet, you find, you go to Village Books or Elliott Bay Books. They're selling my books, and Amazon, yeah. of course, is doing that too. Uh, right. And you'll find some reviews and so forth there. And um, it's being received well, I think, and I'm really happy that people are still reading and still interested oh, yeah. in books. Oh, I think, I think more than ever, maybe, maybe, you know, God, you're going to be home. You're going to do, I think people are, I think there's still books being sold. There's no doubt about it. All right. So BartyKirchner.com. Good. Now, Barty, I have one more question for you. What sure. I want you to do, see, this will be interesting to go back in time. I think you answered this question. Uh, what was it? God almighty. It was nine years ago. No. Yes. Is it? Jesus Christ. Okay. Yes, nine years ago, uh, you may have answered it differently. So my question to you is, uh, if writing has taught you anything, it's taught you what? Um, say that again. Writing is, I'm yes. sorry. Finish this sentence. You finish this sentence. If writing has taught oh. you anything, it's taught you what? Writing has taught me to love life even more, love life uh, and people more, because without that, you know, if you don't love life, if you don't love people, you can't be a writer. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, Barty, that's so nice. I love it. That's fantastic, Barty. Uh, you're such a sweetheart. Listen, uh, great to talk to you. I look forward to seeing you again. I hope soon to all of you out there. Murder at Andaman. Did I get it right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfectly. I am about mystery. <laughs> Excellent. Barty, thank you so much. Thank you. I am really honored and delighted to be with you. Thanks. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. Love life. Love it, people. Why not? You know you do. You all, you wouldn't be here. You're all here for a reason. It's for love. That's it. Um, okay. Well, listen, this has been a lot of fun, and uh, we'll do it again next week. I want to thank my producer, R.J. Jeffries. Uh, until then, you know, go find something you love to do and then do it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.